0: Welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. Today's guest is Giovanna Fletcher, an author of eight books and counting. She's also an actress, a presenter, and also a vlogger from her very brilliant YouTube channel. I was so excited to finally get Giovanna on my podcast um, to talk about writing and her creative processes, I wanted to ask her all about where she gets her ideas from, considering she wrote her first book, Billy and Me, back in 2013, and she's pretty much written a book every year since then. We also talk about friendship and motherhood and online judgement and and what it's like living life online right now, especially being a parent, and also about her new podcast, which is super exciting and I feel like I've got a bit of an exclusive on what that is going to entail and it sounds amazing so more information on that in the interview and also all about where she gets her inspiration from and home life work life everything it was such a great chat and i hope you really enjoy this episode happy listening Welcome to Giovanna Fletcher, the <laughs> guest that I've always wanted to have on, so today's the day. I'm really excited.
1: I'm really excited. You know I am an avid listener.
0: Well, I wanted to start off by saying thank you, because when I saw that you'd mentioned it in the Hello! magazine column, mm. I was just... I, it's it's funny, like, you don't know who's listening until someone yeah. says they're listening. But I was over the moon. Thank you.
1: Oh, no, no. Literally, I found podcasts so late, so late, and I have binge listened to so many as a result. And, and yours in particular, they feel like a friendly conversation. It feels like I'm actually having the conversation.
0: Yeah, I, feel, I, I like the ones where you feel like that conversation would have happened anyway, it just happened to be recorded. Um, but we're in, to set the scene, we're in <laughs> James Grant's um, lovely little meeting room with cushions and rugs, and it's a very I nice for, meeting yeah, room. It's really nice, I live too
1: far out to have it in mine really, um, but this is a nice substitute, we, we, we have plants
0: yeah no it's really nice um and talking of which I guess um obviously this is your management company who help you with various things Mm. you're so busy I feel like this is the theme (laughs) of the podcast you were like
1: busy's not cool and I was listening to it going, oh no I mean I've never been cool anyway but
0: now I'm super uncool I but I think you're someone who I really admire for for that very reason though that you managed to juggle it in in your own way and you're very open about the pressures of modern life. You've also been on holiday which is good. I
1: know, a whole week away. It's so funny, I think any holiday takes you a couple of days to switch off. and then I was fine. I fine. I like, dipped into a few emails and stuff when I needed to, um, had an edit back on some work, you know. But it felt like fun. I think if you're doing stuff out of your office, it can feel really nice. Yeah. Um, and then I've been back a few days and I've cried every day since. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday please. <breeze. laughs> yeah. But I think in my office at the moment, it feels quite cold. So I'm literally in my slippers in a jumper. <laughs> Sorry, there are guys outside. <gasps> now. Oh my
0: out. God, do they not know we're podcasting? Mean, they Very rude. It adds to the, you know, the atmosphere. <laughs>
1: really rowdy bar right now. We've got shots.
0: <laughs> but do you think that that kind of relaxation, switching off thing, is like a muscle you need to almost um, practice? Because I feel like I am getting better at just kind of immediately switching off now, which I used yeah. to find really difficult.
1: I think it's something that I really really struggle with to be honest. Um, um, it's um, me and Tom talk about it a lot. You know, <laughs> we're regularly. I, I would say once a month we sit down and we go something's got to give. We've got mm-hmm. to got to stop. Um, but then we do stuff like, okay, we'll say the whole weekend is ours. And I, and I think sometimes just having a day where you forget everything else and you make sure that you're having a family day, because that's ultimately what everything is for. Everything we're doing is for the boys for, for, to be able to have a really nice life for them, for us. Uh, so, But on the flip side of that, what's the point of doing all those things if you're not actually enjoying the life mm, you're creating? Um, that's so true. You know, we've recently done... We've been in our house now for 11 years. We've just done uh, a side extension, so it's all new. There's a new kitchen, I absolutely love it. But we don't spend enough time in it, we're both mm. in our offices. Um, Literally, I can probably count on both hands, probably the amount of time I sat on the, on the sofa by watch TV. That's probably just for a mm. Game of Thrones episode.
0: That's so interesting, though, because I feel like you know, when you say kind of work is for um, the ability to like. Uh, have a lovely life for your children, and mm. to be able to um, one day maybe not work as much. Yeah. It's almost like this is like the point where you'll look back and be like, oh, I'm really glad that we yeah. worked ourselves to I the think, bone.
1: I think that is that's totally true. I think in my mind, I am sort of thinking I've got to do it now because you know I'm not silly. I I, I know that I, what I'm whatever I'm doing now is having an effect. It's making people want more, and I need to just run with it. I think I'd be silly to to stop at this point. Um, and then, the, you know, the goal for me is to, to be able to have summer holidays off and go yeah. on big adventures where we yeah. maybe go to Australia or, you know, see the world together. Um, so, yeah, I know that it's probably, hopefully, <laughs> term, but I do feel like I've got to, got to go with it.
0: Yeah. And do you have kind of a daily routine or anything? Like, do you, or is it very different every day? Like, I always kind of ask people what their day looks like, but yeah. sometimes it's totally different.
1: On a writing day, so if I'm writing at home, Uh, The boys are usually up at about five, half five. Usually that means that both, and they'll both get up but they're in separate rooms. So usually around seven, me and Tom will be on their floors uh, in separate rooms where we're trying to get them to stay in their rooms until seven. Uh, so we've had an hour and a half of uncomfortable sleep. Uh, well, <laughs> Buddy especially just starts throwing things at your head to get you to wake up, whereas at least Buzz, is, you know, he wants you there, but he'll play or read a book, it's fine. Read a book, look at pictures. Just... Um, read then... a novel. <laughs> History three, is so advanced. Um, and then about seven, we tend to go downstairs and have breakfast. Um, I've given a very detailed account here. Uh, although today we were finished breakfast by five past seven, so we did stick to this at all. And then, um, usually about nine ish, once we're ready for the day, um, the boys will either go to Tom's mum or uh, buses at nursery. So we kind of try and get them out of the house. Uh, so that's about nine ish, and they'll be back about half three. So between that, those hours, we'll be working.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so usually I'm in my office writing. So at the moment, you know, I've got a book coming out, so I'm working on that. Um, otherwise it might be like a video or some of that Mm. uh, that needs editing Uh, and then at half three the boys come back have playtime, dinner, uh, bath time and then at seven we're literally back in our offices uh, until midnight
0: because I always hear the shift sometimes of um, like if I haven't got my work done in the day because i've been faffing around watching youtube or whatever (laughs) um i'm always like oh i'll just do it later because i have no responsibilities right now apart from like i should see my boyfriend and give him attention sometimes (laughs) um do you find that obviously because you've got those deadlines of like the kids are coming home and things like that do you find like you're more productive in that time
1: sometimes yes sometimes no sometimes i am still refreshing instagram and i know i shouldn't be um i mean but when i look back at to my first book brilliantly and how i wrote that it was such a different day i used to get up at like nine maybe <laughs> maybe later i'd you know have breakfast have a shower get ready into a new pair of pajamas because i always wrote in pajamas it's now i be a bit more presentable <laughs> <laughs> So, good example. um and then i used to come downstairs yeah come downstairs be ready for in my new pajamas and i'd probably spend a good hour just, you know, going on different social media, checking the news, um, and then it will get to about 11-ish, I think maybe I'll read over what I did the previous day, then I'd have lunch, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh I'm a bit tired now actually, maybe I should just, maybe I'll have a nap. Then I have a nap until probably about three. You're literally saying
0: writing, me right now. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: But then I'll be writing until nine. But that that time is really productive. But the, and the stuff that came out before it was uh, a bit silly. But um, yeah, it's just so funny how it's changed now. Yeah. I yeah. I'd like to think that I'm more productive. I do. I am really annoyed at myself. If at the end of the day, I know that I've not spent time with the boys. If I've been in my office but not been as productive as I should have been. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, mum guilt comes in a
0: lot. Mm. Uh, God, that word guilt is like, uh, just... There's always something to feel guilty about and I I wish it didn't exist.
1: uh, Someone said to me, I I think it was a teacher at drama school, she said um, from the moment you have children, from the moment you you fall pregnant, you will feel guilty and you'll never stop feeling guilty. Mm.
0: But then it's so, it's such an amazing thing, kids, to see their mum working.
1: And I love it, we're in a really creative house, you know, the kid, you know, the boys. I think the boys are really interested because, you know, I'll come, I'll be in the kitchen and one of them will go off and I'll go and find them and they'll, they'll be sat at my desk pretending to type stuff and mm. uh, you know they'll be in room <laughs> bashing on the piano and um, yeah I, and I I love the fact that it feels like a very creative house and, um, and they do see they see me and Tom working but they see that we really enjoy what we do. Mm um which i think is important
0: and your current book that's out now when you just said i'm writing my next book i was like oh my god you literally <laughs> just had a book come out this is nuts
1: so happy mama Baby yeah. was my uh, first non-fiction uh and i absolutely loved loved writing it um yeah i just it's uh, for me it's nice having that whole book that's just about that time because i do think you forget um yeah it's it's uh, i love it and then i'm currently working on the book that's out in november uh, called some kind of wonderful which is my another fiction but it's the first fiction to be released in hardback So quite a big year
0: really oh my god such a big year yeah and the happy mum happy baby book was that for you wanted to help other mums or new mums or was it for things that you learned or
1: well I wanted to write everything down and give a really honest account because I, feel, I felt at the time there are more books now that are you know very very honest. And um, but at the time that I was writing, it, it wasn't really a thing that said. It's just it's just so tough. You you get these manuals that help you through pregnancy, but nothing afterwards. And and there's so much judgment out there and people telling you the right way to parent. And actually, I kind of wanted to say, look, the only right way to parent is your way because there's just so much judgment and it can make you feel really, really naff and from what i've found online is people sharing that sharing that they um get it wrong being on it and being honest about it all mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel so much better like if i think about like your mum's mum i think buddy uh, uh, uh no buzz was really really young when i first saw uh, a post fr- uh, from her which I, i've been with her recently actually and we were talking about it um called uh, the mum in the red coat and she talks about how she was at the park and this mum, she had like a little newborn and a toddler. And the toddler, you know, the baby was going crazy. The toddler was, you know, having a, a, a little bit of a tantrum on the swings, when it was throwing his shoes and stuff. Mm. And uh, and she said at the time, she said to the mum, nightmares, aren't they? And she came home and she, uh, and she said that she felt that her saying nightmare, aren't they, to the mum, it was more of like a, a solidarity thing but she felt like the mum had maybe taken it as your kids are a nightmare. So she wanted to write this Um, post to kind of go, look, it was kind of an open letter to sort of say, we all have those moments where our kids are the ones who are playing up. There always has to be the worst kid Mm -hmm. in the playground. That day, it was you. And actually, instead of thinking that everyone around you is there judging you, everyone's just thinking we've been there.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me, I think, yeah because at that time so buzz was really young and i was trying to take him to four different classes and, oh, it was so ridiculous he was 10 weeks old and i was taking him to baby massage <laughs> to baby sign to swimming lessons and baby sensory literally uh, oh, and i just i thought it would be good to get out of the house to meet other mums but it was just so overwhelming and the whole the whole session was nothing about me having a bond with buzz it was all about me panicking that he was going to have a massive meltdown and I was going to have to get a dummy out because I felt judged Mm. on using a dummy because of my own thing about dummies because before I had bars, I was like my child is never going to use a dummy no, I'm not, I'm not going to have that. I'm not I can yeah. I can, I can deal with I can sue the baby without
0: a dummy. It's so funny because I listen to myself with my friends at the moment and we're all sat there going, oh I don't know if I'll do that and I don't know if I'll do that and I'm like we don't <laughs> have a clue what we're going to end up doing. Well, like, saying, it's hilarious. Never, never judge what another mum does because you just you no. don't know what you do in that situation. Those first 3 weeks no
1: one really it's hell actually for 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 me and I, I know i speaks to lots of other mums, it's complete hell. The only emphasis I've ever seen on those those first moments, those first that first month with a newborn is how amazing it is. That bond, that closeness and that you know knowing that you created that little that little being. Well actually He wouldn't latch on my boobs, my boobs were always sore. He was just screaming in my face the whole time. Like literally, we just couldn't communicate and it took a while for us to understand each other because neither of us knew what we were meant to be doing. Um, uh, And I think had I heard that from someone else, it would have made me relax a bit more. Mm -hmm. And Because I hadn't heard that, it made me feel like I was actually the most rubbish mum ever Mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it and which is strange for me to admit because before that I'd always been so maternal like in any friendship group I was always the mother you know and and so when I actually had a baby I felt like I failed straight away
0: Mm -hmm. I just think that that what you just said I can imagine like people being like me too like it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where as soon as someone else admits it, other yeah. people are like, oh actually, yeah. I feel the same, which is what your book did.
1: Yeah, and that's why I love, you know, the, the writing the book was amazing, and and seeing um, oh, meeting mums, I think I've really affected me actually, meeting mums at book signings and stuff, um, because you know you're sat there and you're you're writing this book that's literally just me giving an honest account. I didn't really think about someone reading it and their reaction to it. Um, I just made sure that my editor um, was, you know, that she was there, kind of going, "It's okay to say all this." That's all I needed from her because she was a mum of two boys as well. She was a mum of two boys, and I just needed her to kind of let me go. Yes, this is great because I didn't really get changed at all. I had no edit notes really on this. Like a few sentences here and there, it was just like questions, but which is so much more freeing than I think than fiction, because in fiction, you've got this whole other world. This, I knew everything about it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, And I know that people, you know, when you post things online, there are big reactions to certain posts, but actually meeting mums in person, um, yeah, it's just such a, it's such an overwhelming feeling having these mums who you've been in their shoes and they're you know, crying um, because you're the one that has, has made them feel normal. You
0: know? Yeah and with because the theme of the podcast um, is about the internet mm. and it's really interesting I find with talking about parenting because it's like on one hand you've got um, the internet which is amazing because it can connect you with other people and there's like apps like Peanuts and all these yeah. other things that are coming out which I'm like oh I'm so glad they exist because I hope to use them one day but then on the other side You've got like the forums that are like, you you know, you're doing things wrong yeah. and, and like we know too much. Because mm. actually back in the day, you would just get on with it and you wouldn't yeah. really know much else. How do you balance kind of the two, my whole being thing, someone that's on, online yeah, My whole thing with anything
1: about social is that you've, you, the amazing thing is that you curate your, you, you, you decide who you see. So don't go to the, don't follow the people that make you feel crap don't go on the forums that make you feel like you're failing you know and i know that late at night when you're kind of like but i need to know if this is you know if this what my baby's doing is right and you find yourself there and um you just don't need to you don't need to surround yourself with that you that is really one area where you can have a bit more control i mean i say that and then i find myself looking below the line on certain uh certain articles and being like no I'm crying to myself that people have been mean but um yeah, I think follow. Make sure that you are following people who make you feel like you are not alone.
0: It's so true because I feel I don't know if you've had this, but there's been occasions like in the past where I've unfollowed something. It might be a brand or a magazine mm-hmm. or a person, and I'm like, oh my god, they they disappear. Yeah, like it's very easy to not see something. Yeah. So it is it is a choice. It's like modern day witchcraft. It's like poof, yeah. and it's literally gone.
1: I think it's um, it's 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 brilliant, and um, yeah, I just may turn those things into a tool
0: mm. you know because
1: they can be a huge support like I feel like there's such a good community online right now mm. um for mums for, for women you know yeah um and I'm I'm so happy to be a part of it or just even like seeing it
0: yeah you know? and it's I feel as like well it's nice to have a balance personally of how much I share because even though um I could feel guilty about how much and how much I don't and how much is too much and all of that yeah. conversation but I mean your video of your um, pregnancy bump, uh-huh. 18 million views I think yeah. has it got now? <laughs> like, Oh my god it's so lovely and curated and it's like such a beautiful video mm. is it important for you to only share as much as you you want yeah, to? Yeah and that's the beauty of it
1: you know everything that we share is edited by us rather than you know, we could have done um, a magazine shoot and done whatever, but uh, I think for us, when it comes to our children, we show you what we want you to see. Mm. And uh, and therefore, we have the joy of that, you know. You don't have to be like, oh, and in this week's... Well, no, it's just like, no, this is it. This is us giving you it. Uh, I think, actually, the main reason why I even joined Twitter, like, back in 2007 or something, I don't know, uh, was because on... Um, I remember on Facebook, a lot of my as a, a private account, and a lot of my pictures were being um, taken and posted, and, and people making uh, like fake profiles. And my emails were getting hacked all the time, just so that you know people could take all this stuff. And I just started Twitter because I was a bit like, well, you know, let, if people are following these fake accounts, let's create something that's actually real, and that therefore, if people don't like it, that's fine. But at least they're seeing the real me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I, I, I feel uh, uh so it stemmed from that really being able to being able to choose what people not even choose what people see of you I, f- I feel like there's a very rounded version of me online um, but certainly when it comes to the boys we decide how much is shown you know
0: yeah definitely and with your creative projects do you get to talk about them in a way you want to as well it is interesting yeah. that that you, you can announce something on your own YouTube channel you don't mm-hmm. need to um you don't need to go, do it in the old school way.
1: And even that video, so if we'd have made that video and we'd, we'd have put it on someone else's page, you know, because you know that people share it, it becomes, it's been turned into an exclusive for a certain magazine or a certain website, then it already makes you feel a bit, it, it taints it somehow, yeah. it's just kind of a bit crappy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like, I mean, that idea was Tom's. So he just comes up with those, these ideas and I just run with them, to be honest. Um,
0: I love that. Obviously have met you recently and mm. just know all of your books but i didn't know that you'd worked in magazines before writing the books
1: yeah i started um what was i doing i, I do you know what i wrote this book the first book that i ever wrote <laughs> was actually called i just i don't even know what made me write it I, it was a book called days Look flies for
0: dummies and it literally i had to dig it out <laughs> oh my god can it be bought no <laughs>
1: it's a it so secret it, it, no no it no, it's, it's, it, no no it can't be bought it's literally I have um, like a proper copy of it oh like my a god paper, all sheets of paper upstairs and life, um, in in one of the rooms Amazing. and uh, it was literally it was so funny it was like detailing different accounts of being a McFly wag and um, you know the do's and don'ts how to be a perfect girlfriend just like, kind of like a, a, a piss take really and uh, I absolutely loved it and I think, it, so at the time I was putting on Twitter about writing and stuff and then uh, I was ill one day, it's so funny how things happen, I was ill one day and um, Tom uh, had gone down to the area buy by heat magazine and I was like, amazing, so I think I tweeted mm-hmm. and they were like, oh i so happy, come in for lunch sort of thing and so how do you read, come in, so I went in, met them and then I started doing kind of work experience but I was doing book reviews straight away and um, writing things for online and. And I absolutely loved it there. Um, and then I started working at Recognise Magazine and Bliss. And, um,
0: oh, my God, Bliss. I loved yeah, Bliss. Yeah,
1: so lovely. Um, but, you know, I, I saw things over the years that I probably wish I hadn't, hadn't seen. But I'm thankful that I did because I think I see media in a very different way. You know, I can remember an editor once saying, um, can we say that she said this instead? Mm.
0: You
1: know, and it kind of makes you go out. And you realise know, yeah. stuff like a source. Close a source can be source. anything. Yeah. Literally, can be the person sat next to the, uh, you know, the uh, journalist. <laughs> so I've heard this, and then suddenly that's a source. Um, you know, uh, so it, I think it was good for me to kind of go, to kind of just think in my head that's all phony actually, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean anything really. Which yeah. I, I, you know, then social media came and kind of blew everything out the water anyway. Because if I want to know about a certain Person in the public eye, I can go to their account. I can see exactly what they're
0: doing. I remember the day I started following Victoria Beckham on oh Instagram, gosh. and I was like, <laughs> and she she is um. There's this picture where she's like wearing the Air Hostess's hat and she's laughing on the aeroplane, <laughs> and I'm like, we're so conditioned to like the Hello magazine airport yeah. sunglasses on, looking miserable. It's like, well, of course she's looking annoyed she's being ambushed yeah. and then you start to like really see real people
1: you don't really see what's behind those photos do you um and i love that so it, she it is clear that she feels more competent and more at ease because it's her yeah. it's like what we're saying
0: with the kids we we give you an, what we want you to see and that's exactly the same thing yeah and talking of which this is why i love podcasting because i feel like it's literally the opposite of like <laughs> headline interview put out some <laughs> weird quotes she said this um you're starting a podcast I am. we can talk about you're that cat, yes, yes. <laughs> amazing yeah so yeah. i yeah. yes
1: so everything. happy mom happy baby the podcast and so the idea behind the book, Have a Mum, Have a Baby, was me sharing everything, me being really honest and open, and on the podcast, I'm inviting other mums to come and do the same. Um, so we have Emma Willis, who uh, kicks it all off,
0: and oh, I
1: mean, she is a bestie anyway. Uh, and it's really interesting, actually. So so I've got Emma, I've got Frankie Bridge, Rochelle Humes, Fern Cotton, Paige Toon, who I think is fascinating, wow. she's an author, and... Um, when I first first had Buzz, I heard that she'd had kids and was writing and had all these ideas of what it was going to be like because I, she just made it seem so easy, and in reality it wasn't so, at <laughs> all. Uh, so I can't wait to talk to her. Um, and then we have Clemmie Hooper, Hannah Magge from the Mitchell um There's just so many. Uh, Izzy Judd talking more about anxiety and IVF. Wow. Uh, and it, and Joe Elvin's coming on as well, which I can't wait about. Just because I think there are certain mums like Izzy... Talks about being a mum and talks about the struggles and everything really, really openly and honestly. And she's doing that at the moment anyway. And um, I think it was interesting talking to her about motherhood. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's a really interesting story. A mumsy mum is just as you, as you imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, but when talking to Emma, who is someone that obviously I talk to her about motherhood, you know, because our kids play together and whatever else but she's never really spoken publicly about being mum And I, I think that's true of a lot of women actually, oh, you yeah. know.
0: But like, well, when you first said those guests, I immediately thought, oh my god, I, I, I really wanna know because I don't know if it is anywhere else really, that yeah. honest, honest conversation between friends. Yeah. Where else is that to be heard?
1: I know, and I, I think part of that is because people feel like if they say anything, they're gonna be judged, you know. When I first asked Emma to, to, to do it with me, she, um, she didn't reply, I was like, okay, and then, <laughs> I saw her, she was like, of course I do it, of course I do it, but I think her thing is that she worries, which is, I think a few of the women, they worry that in being honest and saying they find it difficult, they aren't, um, well, that people might judge them because, you know, Emma says, you know, she's got an amazing house, she's got a really supportive husband who's very, very present, she's got three amazing children.
0: Emma? yeah has three children she's got three children oh my god yeah yeah, yeah wow yeah. i just i i didn't not know that yeah, maybe that's exactly. the point yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, she's like so i don't i feel bad if i ever say that i'm finding it difficult but for me i'm like but you saying that you find it difficult is such a help to so many women because we all look at these images you know emma is <laughs> i'm trying to just do more on instagram now she's great um but I just think, you know, we see these things on Instagram and we see these people who look so airbrushed and uh, amazing and beautiful. And to hear actually is that everyone has some struggles, not strong all the time, not moaning all the you, not, not mm-hmm. moaning, just acknowledging that it's not easy, um, you know, I think is really important.
0: That's um, so true, because I feel like there is still a hangover of the past that um, we don't want to break this perfection sort of mm. bubble of success yeah. because actually i'm really i'm guilty of it i i look at a lot of people on instagram who will say when they're having a bad day mm. i don't do that yeah. i'm still very much like i'll only share on good days mm. but i know that there'll come a time where you you can't really hide away the well, truth you know
1: and if you ever do need to do that if you ever do share it i, I do think it is okay to not do it all the time but when you do the amount of love you'll get back will be, you know, and you'll do it at a point where you actually really need it. Mm. Um, you know, I do agree that, I mean, I'm a very emotional person, and usually I cry on my videos and stuff So not like the ugly tears, but usually I'll be like, oh, come on, pull yourself together, this is ridiculous.
0: But it's, it seems like the theme of all of it, which I love, is the fact that you're not just mums. You're not yeah. boxed in as just mums. Yeah. I think people see
1: mums as some,
0: I don't know, a
1: lesser human being in a way. And and now actually that's not the case. A lot of mums are kicking butts. Oh my god, I see it totally as the total
0: opposite. Yeah, just like hero. But I
1: know what you mean. It's in like that office environment. Yeah. Oh, you know. I mean, I did my, my book tour. I've had two now book tours where I've literally been. Uh, you know in the head office <laughs> waterstones of debbie smith and my breast pump just like just carrying a rug. And this is the height of life right now um, but you just do yeah. You know, i just think maybe it gives us you a bit more of a fire to get out there and, and do stuff
0: but this is why the podcast i can't wait to listen to the podcast as well is because it's not just for other mums it's yeah. for like the heaps of people out there of any age who are maybe even like you know, 10 years off even thinking mm. about it, but just to have these conversations floating around is actually still so new, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Make it the norm, you know. Um, like I said, I had no idea that it was going to be so tough, and I, I really do think that if I had known that, I would have been more prepared.
0: Do you think, like, the generations above just kind of would? told to like get on with it a bit more maybe and just... also
1: you've got a lot of women now who are having careers and juggling a family life as well you know not that it would have affected the early days but I think definitely the juggle and the, and the guilt and the feeling of failure now like, Yeah. I think about my mum my mum was a stay-at-home mum and um and that's amazing I still I still completely admire women who do that I, thought I worry I that, that, that
0: I won't be as good as my mum because of that mm, yeah. like that's my thing I'm like well she was the best mum in the world was that because she was a hundred percent mum. Yeah, that a bloody guilt. <laughs> I haven't you even had a movie yet. <laughs> I'm already beating myself up.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? But you know, there are. If I talk about certain stuff on Facebook, Facebook is actually the one place where you get comments my day we didn't uh, we, you know didn't have any of this faff or you know just got on with it you mm. all like, well, well done just genuinely but well, like i'm really pleased for you and um, i that is not me right now you know i am not, not in that place and actually i should be allowed to say that i'm not in that place and i want to say that i'm not in that place because i know that it's helping so many other mums out
0: oh my god 100 because people say that's still sometimes about like mental health stuff i know like and that whole stiff upper lip thing is just the worst. but motherhood the
1: early days of motherhood you know postnatal depression and like that it's so it's so entwined with your mental health you know people really need to to take notice and i mean even now if i see a mum out i'm I'm quite straight away having a chat just mm. just to because he might be the only person that actually actually interact with as an adult that day you know yeah um,
0: and that's the nice thing about podcasts is um like you say the community and the friendship, and being able to talk openly with other people. There might be some people who don't have that, but actually, a podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I know that podcasts have got me out of really bad moods before, or like mm-hmm. a bit of a rut. um It's like having a bit of a friendly. It's like having a friend, actually. It really
1: is. It really is. Uh, and you know, I've, like I said, I was go, I got from quite late, but. I'm so glad I'm there, like you, I think listening to you talk as well to to your guests is really interesting because sometimes it's not even about the guests, I feel like you're being enlightened as you speak to people and I really love that, like you've got a genuine, um, uh, I'm totally fine going right now, but a genuine desire to to understand people and to to get to know them. Um, I mean, the scummy mummies on the flip side are just so funny. And uh, yeah, just so filthy and hilarious. Um, And then a bit of, uh, for me, guilty feminist as well. Oh my God,
0: yes. I learn so much.
1: Yes, things I didn't even know existed. And that's the thing, isn't it? I think um, it's not that people are not supportive of certain things, it's I just didn't know I literally, I, I have no idea that certain things were going on or... It's fascinating, I love it. I don't, yeah, I, I just love the whole... I think because it's done as a comedy show. So it's talking about something that's really important and, you know, it's, but doing it in a really different mm. way. It's engaging in a totally different way and it makes you see the ridiculousness of what we agree to in life as well.
0: Oh, it's so true. I I went to uh, Edinburgh Fringe last week and Mm -hmm. there were some shows that were very funny and educational and I immediately thought, God, this is how I think children should be taught. Yeah. It's by funny games. Yeah, because you listen
1: to it like you listen to something that Deborah Francis White says and and you're kinda like, Wow, that's great and now I want to pass that on. Yeah. You know, that's what you want from from a child learning really. Yeah. Rather than be sat with a textbook going just
0: read it. In in monotone. Yeah. But to round off can you say anything about book that's coming out in November? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? can talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> fine.
1: So uh, the next book is called Some Kind of Wonderful, and it follows Lizzie. We meet Lizzie when she's on holiday with her boyfriend. They have been together for ten years, and uh, you know the whole. I say for the last five years, uh, every time they go away, people have been like, "He's going to it, he's going to post," and she's like, "No, no, no." Uh, you know, We just started seeing friends. Get get engaged and get married, start to have kids, but it's still not happening her, for her. And uh, but this time, this this holiday, you know, they've been together for ten years, and she's just like, it's gonna happen, it's it's gonna happen. Even though she hates herself for letting her feel that way, she's letting herself do it. And so we meet her right at the end of the holiday, and we quickly learn that uh, you know he did not do it the first day, so he, he just hasn't done it, and she's getting more and more annoyed with him. And basically that night, uh, they go down to uh, the beach, and there's an amazing dinner set, and it's all really romantic. It's clear he is going to propose. It's amazing, and uh, but instead of doing it straight away, he just kind of gets progressively drunker, and uh, at, towards the end of the meal, he kind of slips and down onto one knee. Slips down onto one knee, and he tells her, and he's got the ring out, and he's just he says, "I can't do it. I don't want to marry you." So it's that, and that is the beginning. That's the start. Oh my uh, God! It's literally her picking up her life after being in a relationship for ten years. Wow! Kind of, um, I think especially from when you're eighteen to twenty-eight, there's something about that time where you are growing as a person, and if you're in a in a in a relationship as well, you grow so much together that all their experiences are together.
0: Mm. All your memories. Yeah. 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 Of
1: uni, everything. So when that's severed, like, who are you? And she's, as, you know, she goes back to their flat and she doesn't want to take anything because what is hers? It's all stuff, it's all tarnished with memories of them mm. together. Um, so it's about her, start, first of all going back to, like thinking about back to when she was 18 and who she was then versus who she is now and how much of her is her because of it's who she would have been and how much is of her is her mm. because of Ian's input. Uh, kind of just trying to
0: find out who she is and oh who she God. wants to be really. that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I also know quite a few people who, uh, it was exactly that ten years. Really, have um, well, actually one of my up. managers. It was
1: uh, oh, they didn't break up. They went on holiday uh, for, to celebrate their ten years, and we were like, "It's gonna happen." And thankfully, it did. Is I this think.
0: book seven?
1: This is book so four fictions, two novellas, one non-fiction. This is eight. Oh my god! And do these ideas?
0: I mean, this is like a whole other podcast. But do these ideas? come at you or yeah
1: literally so I was talking to my manager one day about this and, and literally just saying that she was going on holiday they've been together for 10 years and in my head I was like it would be a great book if that was the case but it didn't happen mm. wow what would the fallout of that be um wow yeah I told her the other day <laughs> She kind of it she's like what <laughs> I was like, it's fine you've got engaged not with You're my crying. name is it <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine amazing yeah but I love it I think books like that because usually what happens is um, you come up with a list of ideas and uh, and then you know you've got a meeting with your editor at blooming and you kind of work on them but there'd always been one that you take not the most care of but it just it has legs and it just runs mm. and then when you're in that meeting and you're giving over your ideas you just know when you're talking about it one will just yeah. shine more than the others and um, usually we're all on the same page. But that being said, I have that doc- document that's called like Future Work. <laughs> it's
0: like really great like that.
1: really <laughs> original. And um, I go back to it every time because you just don't know where you are in life and how that could be adapted or actually you could just grow more this time because of something else that's happened to yeah. you know, I could, um, But I love it, I love it.
0: And do you feel like um, you you sort of decide when you, you want the books to come out, or or if you want a break or anything, it's just because I know so long. many stories of like basically you're like a number one best selling author, yeah. like you you are a best selling author, so therefore your publisher wants more books. Exactly. So and that's amazing. But do you sometimes think like uh, maybe I need a little break in between, do, or do I you do. kind of just keep going? I
1: do. Well, so <laughs> I, when I was pregnant with Buddy, the second child, I said because um, after Buzz, I had five months off. So when it was time uh, to have maternity with Buddy, I was like, I am taking a year off, I'm not not writing that whole year. (laughs) And then I came up with one idea, and then I came up with a non-fiction idea. And so before I knew it, I actually handed in two books in that first year. And so when it came to writing this book, I was a bit like, oh gosh, I'm already like, you know, chasing it a bit. Um, But I mean, they're really good, my editor is amazing. And so I've got two different editors, my editor for fiction and non-fiction, and both of them are um, brilliant at just... I think they realise that if they put too much pressure on, they just won't get the best out of me. Mm. Um, and I probably work best... Not that I don't work well under pressure, but creatively I think you are best if you're just allowed to just be free. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting you say that, because I listened to an episode of Liz Gilbert's podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to that yes, one. yeah. Big Magic, and, and someone had written in saying, I've got second book syndrome, I can't write it. Yeah. And, and I think Liz says something like, I dare you not to write one word for two months. Oh, really? And by the end of it, because I have this, if I don't write, um, I'm like, I, I just, I'm like full of it. Yeah. And then I just get it all out because yeah. I'm dying to. And it's almost like that break allows you to just well, second book as well. have that it in your mind. Is, that
1: is such a real thing. I mean, I got to second book and I was like, I, I got to 60,000 words and I was like, I can't write another thing. Like, my editor is going to find out that I, I was... A, it was a fluke, the first one. I'm a, I'm a complete fraud. They're going to ask for their money back, you know? <laughs> I've already spent on the bookshelves. What am I going to do? Um, you know, and then it's only through speaking to other authors that you kind of realise that everyone's actually in the same boat. Um, you know, you write your first book. You haven't got a deal. You're writing it literally for you. You're not thinking about anyone that's reading it. And then the second time around, you are second-guessing every single, every single step of the way. And it's actually only my agent who turned around to me and said, um, you know, you wrote the book, first book, from the heart. Do the same with this one. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah,
0: that's yeah. what I do, actually. Um, and is, has it been the same for all the others? You're starting from scratch, but you obviously you obviously know more about the process now. Yeah, yeah. I
1: know that there'll be, be times where I just feel like it is the most ridiculous thing ever, and I hate it. Um, and then... It's so funny, that you just literally change the simplest of things, and it becomes something that you really love. Um... Yeah, I, I find myself not doubting. I say not doubting myself too much, but then I also realise that feeling rubbish and crying a lot is always part of the process. <laughs> you know, just letting yourself go there, and just just feeling that way. Yeah, because um, yeah, ultimately I love
0: it. It's really interesting, like what you say about the book writing process. Because as long as you can be like, oh, that's normal. Mm. Like I hate it, and I'm crying. Like yeah. yes, that means I'm on my way. Yeah, exactly. That's really you comforting just need to, pull
1: to know. through it. Uh, pull through it. Drive through it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, but I don't think things are meant to be easy sometimes. because yeah. you know, That's what I loved about the mum book, you know, you knew your story, whereas this way, with fiction, you are finding your way just as your character is finding their way. Because a lot of my books are about, you know, you know, self-discovery and things like that, and um, having realisations about life and who they are and stuff. So you've kind of got to go through that with them. Mm-hmm. And you can't always have the answers. It's so funny, me and Tom, we have completely different ways of working. Um, Tom will literally, every single book he writes, he'll plan every single beat. Like it's a piece of music. He knows what's happening, beginning, middle, and end. Every single little place in between. Mm. Um, Whereas I know the beginning and where I want to go to. But I just let my character run free. I love that. And I, I, I love it because I'm just like, oh, we're doing that, are we? You know, and there's no limits. Yeah. You
0: know. Do you ever feel like? Do you ever mourn it a bit once it's out and finished?
1: Yeah, I do. That's why I go back to characters. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's two characters in this one actually um, that are from another book. They're kind of they're um, part of a group of friends, and they have reappeared in this. And I love mm-hmm. that. I love the fact that that book is in this book. Um, yeah, because especially, so Dream a Little Dream is the book that um, these characters are from. And, and for that, so we had the central character and her group of mates who had, a, uh, they went to a pub quiz every, a pub quiz every Wednesday. And at the time i just had Buzz, I was feeling very lonely. And writing about this group of friends who were together so much, mm. it made me feel great. It made me feel like I had this group of friends who I could just call upon. I mean, to be honest, I know that I have friends and I could find my own friends. But when you're working and you're in that environment, it felt like they were my support. So,
0: to, yeah, to Oh, I love like, that. Because you're taking from real life. Even though they're not your friends, you'll probably yeah, be thinking about your feeling. own friends. Yeah, that feeling that yeah. they give you. You're going to write books forever. I know,
1: it's so crazy. Isn't it crazy to I think, think how myself, many. When I write three, I'll call myself an author. Until,
0: I get, until three books are actually published, I'm just, you know, this isn't my actual thing. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh, my God yeah the definition of the author (laughs) your face in the dictionary so when's the podcast coming out
1: it is the 5th of september oh
0: amazing that's really soon amazing so it's out on the 5th of september subscribe to it when on that day yes oh no
1: you probably can subscribe already i think in the next couple of days
0: we're putting off like a little teaser oh okay yes Yes. the trailer (gasps) yeah that's so exciting i can't wait to listen to it and are you doing it in seasons or Yeah, so the first know. one's ten. Right. Uh, but I'm already like,
1: oh, I want to know about that person. I can't believe I've not asked that person. But yeah. how do you... You know, it's really difficult. I wanted a group of people who were quite varied. Um, I think next season already I want to ask uh, my sister on. Because <laughs> I think she's just um, amazing. and uh, Yeah, so I want it to be a mixture of people who are in the public eye and not in different jobs and things like that as well. Yeah. Because you know, Just so that we really get a sense of us all
0: being here together. Yeah. Like nothing actually um excludes you from that guilt and anything else. Yeah. I love it. Well
1: thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.